Welcome to Fort Dram and Goal. We've got draft picks. We've got whiskey. We've got the holy grail of Texas high school football. Grab a glass. Put the game on mute. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay, I am pumped about to, tonight's show. We've got a lot of things on deck to get into, uh, so we'll get going. Dick, what's in your glass tonight, man? Hey, what's up, Kurt? Um, so today, I actually have Noah's Mill in my glass. I'm doing another bottle kill, trying to clean out the cabinet. And yeah, that was my, ooh, earlier. It's got some heat on it, about 114.5%. We're sorry, about 114 proof. So it's a, it's a it's got some heat. It's gonna give me the heater. Uh, what about you? Well, if you had uh, taken a look at our Instagram lately, you'll see that I bought myself a fine read from a fine Texas legend. Not fine, as in I think he's. I mean, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you mean. I mean, and you know what? No shame in my game. They the one and only. All right, all right, all right. Matthew McConaughey uh, grabbed his book last week. Haven't uh, been disappointed. So I had to, of course, naturally grab a bottle of Long Branch to go along with it. So I am sipping that fine wild turkey juice at 86 proof. Mm. Just enough to make you feel just enough. You know, this was one of those bottles that when it first came out, I bought like two times and if you don't remember we took this bad boy on a camping trip i do remember that yes and it was weird because i don't know if it was the whole commercial things but this was like the perfect like sit by a fire and drink like went perfect and i, I you know maybe it's the whole texas mesquite thing but it's good stuff yeah i mean it definitely was the right setting when we drank it you know huddled up around a fire in the middle of a rainstorm during a camping trip. So that was great. Uh, I remember that fondly. I can't quit you. <laughs> a little bit of, what? A little, bro- little broke back energy there. What? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> All right. Well, I'll give you more updates on. Well, you know, shit, since we're into it, what do you, what notes are you getting on the nose for that nose mill? I think at a certain point, after you drink so much of it, you start to lose the nose. Like, so I'm struggling here, but it's actually, it's, you always talk about ethanol and I'll say that here. I'm going to call it like dry corn, but it's got like this alcoholy kind of overpowering to smell. Yeah. Still- I had, I had kind of felt bad that I was calling things that cause I thought it was like one of those, like no shit it's alcohol thing. But uh, I've actually been hearing ethanol in quite a few description videos lately, you know, from the typical YouTube bourbon gurus out there. They they use it, so I'm feeling a little better about myself. I think that's just that we're getting our influence up, man. People are listening to us. Absolutely. What was it, like 20 last month? Woo! I, I, so, well, yeah, 20 listens, downloads. We're yeah. getting our content up. I think we're getting a little more refined, though. You know, I did want to say something about Long Branch and talking about old uh, McConaughey. I did hear that he's actually toying with the idea of running for governor here in Texas. Be interesting. Yeah. Well, anybody who's famous in Texas can technically, I guess, run for governor. I, I the book's great. If you love McConaughey, I mean, you already knew he was a wise man. 
taught the classes at UT, but then you find out he's like his stories are the stuff of legends. You know, of course, I'm not going to give too much away about the book, but definitely a good quality read on the nose on Long Branch. I mean, you're going to get the oak. You're going to get the mesquite. But the taste, not having tasted it for when was that camping trip? I think I may have bought it once after that. So it's been at least a year. Yeah, it's about about a year and a half, two years ago. Lots, lots of blueberries on the taste. I'm envious. This doesn't have that. This is like super oaky, which isn't a bad thing. I mean, there is some like light berry kind of thing, but taste-wise, like the oak smacks you in the fucking face. Like it's just boom. With like a cinnamon after back, back palate. I can't tell you too much about Noah's Mill. I had it. I've had it once at a at a bar, and usually, if I have it at a bar and it doesn't impress me, I won't go get the bottle. Yeah. And I remember not being too impressed, so I never went and grabbed a bottle of Noah's Mill. So let me let me do this real quick. It kind of give you a full perspective on what I think. No, where I think Noah's Mill sits. Right. It, it's it's got a weird bottle. Right. It's, it's do classic. I, do I smell a ranking coming? No. Not not yet, not yet. Um, I have not actually reviewed this one, but it's got this wine bottle look, so it looks fancy. I think it sits about 50, 55 price range. Um, like I said, it's about 114 and a half proof. I think it really depends on on what batch you're getting. I think it varies. It's Cheap Little Brothers Rowan's Creek. Don't recommend Rowan's Creek at all. If you're going to go with that brand, get Noah's Mill. But if you're looking for something kind of proofy, dude, you could save like $25 and go down to an old granddad 114. So hmm. anyway, a little tangent there for you, but yeah, I would recommend old granddad 114 over this. Really? Mm-hmm. See land long branch is one of those where it's like in the 30 to $40 range. Um, but I like it, man. I like it. There are so many other things that I would recommend over it, but I mean, if you're going to, what's this, what's the saying? If you're going to go all out with the book and you're sipping the Kool-Aid, it may as well be a, uh, sorry, drinking the Kool-Aid. May as well be a nice, delicious wild turkey juice inside that glass. And uh, yeah, I, you know my you know my ratings for my go-tos. Three all days, baby. Three all days. Long branch. I mean, I'd give it a three out of five. I think I tend to rate higher than you, but I would give Noah's Mill like on a quick punch, probably a three out of five. Um, I think old granddad's probably like a three and a half, 3.75. I'm curious what your thought is. If we're talking about wild turkey juice, you've had Russell's 10, right? Mm-hmm. I think you've had a rare breed. I know it's getting up there, but what are your thoughts compared to long branch to like those other two? Uh, I'd like to taste those again before I go after them. Yeah. I've had rare breed and it's delicious. Rare breeds like a 3.4 out of five for me. I would have to go back and taste Russell's 10. Um, I'd have to go back a while. I haven't had Russell's tin. When I first got into whiskey, I got to do a awesome tasting at a local place down, uh, in South Texas with Bruce Russell, uh, grandson of Jimmy Russell from the famous wild Turkey brand. Happy birthday, by the way. I think I saw on his Instagram, the wild turkey Instagram the other day that it was birthday. But anyway, that was the last time I got to do uh Russell's 10. And then we also did a rare breed tasting there. Um, awesome stuff. 
So I, I wouldn't give Russell a fair judgment call if I did it now because it's been so long. But rare, rare breeds, delicious. I would take it over Long Branch, but then you're talking about a price difference there, of course. Yeah, I think that's a, a really good call. And the Russell family, man, they're, they're doing some great stuff. I know Wild Turkey is one of our older brands and, and typically, you know, tends to put out kind of the more entry-level bourbons. But I think you start to look at the more uh, fine points that they've started to put together with some of their newer bottle and collections you really got to respect their game. I mean, they, in my opinion, they're, they're really pushing the, the envelope on Buffalo trace, but Buffalo trace is blowing up. We were talking about earlier before we started the wild expansion they're doing, but that's a whole nother topic. I mean, if you're going to bring in the magic McConaughey, make it all right. All right. All right. Have I said that already tonight? I wanted to make that a point. I had to say that at least once. I think you have to do it three times because he does all right. All right. All right. Heck yeah. And mine doesn't count. So you got one more. It'll happen eventually. All right. So I think we beat that turkey to death. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Mm, we just lost some viewers. So moving into our next segment, um, we're going to move from turkeys to unicorns. We're keeping it uh, mythological. Not really. I guess turkeys shouldn't really be a thing, but eh. So we're going to go ahead and talk about unicorns. When we talk about unicorns, we really talk about those bottles that are either hard to find based off the allocation process that happens from the distillery to the distributor, distributor to your store, or even the unicorn process, which is like an eagle rare, right? So it's a 10-year bourbon. You should be able to pick it up wherever, you know, at your local grocery store if you're in a state that allows that or a liquor store like us. Um, the key here is something that's hard to find, right? Just because it's super, super rare, it's a BTAC product. Yeah, of course, it's a unicorn. Doesn't make something that's not an allocated McHenry McKenna 10, not allocated. But it's still a unicorn for a lot of guys. You're going to ruffle a lot of feathers to keep on that turkey trend there, buddy. Gobble, gobble. You're going to be, some people are going to just be highly upset because they take that unicorn word so serious. It's a mythical creature, so stop taking it so serious. Yeah. I've never heard a more serious conversation about a unicorn. <laughs> hey, we get fancy. All right. So the point is, how do we help you find those unicorns? How do we help the, help you find those bottles? What are some good practices to do so? What are some not so great practices? So, Kurt, I'm going to go ahead and kick it over to you. So one of the things that I found helped me is you've got to test out your liquor guy or liquor woman. I have been given some very good recommendations from uh, recent trips to the liquor store. So I kind of finally got a guy. I was like a barber, man. It was tough. It was tough because you got to trust him. Okay. I treat my haircuts like I treat my bottles. They're very important to me. So I'm going to, I have to go through a couple test runs before I pick it, narrow it down. You had me fooled. Uh, don't get me started on your old Macklemore looking ass. Anyway. Um, so, I've, I've vented to you before about the bad, bad liquor store people. You got to test them out. All right. There are those that are going to try to sell you what the store needs to sell at first. There are those that are brand new and they're going to know the big names, but maybe not so much uh, about the little names or little names. That doesn't make any sense. The not so known brands. So, or, or even the subtle differences between the different ones, right? Yes. 
So definitely give them a trial one. Don't go to the liquor guy and try to unload your encyclopedia of knowledge because you're going to disappoint yourself and you're going to find out you probably know a lot more than they do sometimes. So let them do the talking at first, see what you're working with, and then take it from there. All right. Let, maybe, them, let them audition for you is what you're saying. Maybe buy them dinner first. All right. Wine and dine them. Okay. Before you wake up the next morning. You know what I'm saying, Dick? I know exactly what you're saying. The The kicker there is it's a lot like any consumer product, right? This, let the salesman sell it to you. Like let them audition for you. Let them pay for dinner to your own point. You don't have to pay for it. You're the consumer. So. Yes. And the only reason I'd say that that backfires, you know, because you could be saying like, well, as long as they live like work for a liquor store, they're going to get you the the ex- expensive pricey bottles. What if you're talking to somebody who doesn't know the difference? What if they're just going to call you when the very expensive stuff comes in and not the necessarily good stuff? Fair so, enough. you know, there is a reason there. There is a reason you want to make sure they know their stuff. I've happened to be, get very lucky. Like I said, the guy at a nearby liquor store, he sold me two bottles at first that were killed within three days. So I knew I'd found somebody who knew what they were talking about. They threw the company names at me. They threw a little history at me. I was sold. So tip number one, get to know a liquor store guy. Or gal. Or gal, sorry. Or, or gal. All right. Um, I think that takes us to the next point is when you're at the liquor store, see if they have a rewards program. See if they have a, you know, a rewards program from the standpoint of the more you buy, you can get on allocation lists, or even if they have a list behind the counter, if it's a small shop, the guy may just remember you. Good point. Just to tie it back. If your liquor store has a rewards program and an allocation list, get on it. Specs here in Texas, most of the stores do that. Or if you're in a state lottery program, everyone's a little bit different, but get on those lists because you'll get an email like around now say, hey, congratulations, you got a birthday bourbon. You want it? Well, hell yeah, you want it. Um, yeah. And one we didn't put on this list, but it's kind of near and dear to Kurt and I right now is we're trying to get a, a bottle Kurt's going to talk about. If you see a lottery on a Facebook page from like a decent liquor store and they're like, hey, come get a, you know, get a ticket. We'll call you if you, if you want or we'll do a live Zoom right now. I've gone to a couple where they did in person. Go, go. If you got the time, just go in there. Usually tickets are free and you sit there and they call your number. And if the guy's not there, he doesn't get to claim it. So yeah, have fun with it. You get to meet a lot of really cool people that way too. Always Mr. Friendly there, Dick. Hey, Uh, hey, how am I supposed to get in something if I'm not friendly to it? That's true too. I can't just buy it a drink all the time. Um, And then the third I guess we'd say a bit of advice is use social media just like everything else. I mean, we're, we're, as we're doing a podcast, use social media. There are so many Facebook groups out there, but it comes back to getting to know your liquor store guy, get to know these Facebook groups, make sure they're legit, make sure they put, you know, pretty reliable information out there, put a couple comments out there and uh, start kind of seeing the clientele that's in that group. Of course, the bigger the group, the better it's going to be. But if you can narrow it down to like if there's a whiskey group in your own town, that's going to benefit you even more. Because now you're talking about the possibility of just like, hey, I'm literally at a liquor store that's two miles away from you. These are on the shelves. Go get them. For sure. Great point. 
And just a word of caution there, and I'm going to steal this straight from Dan and Sean and the Bourbon Junkies. Don't buy liquor. Don't buy bottles from anybody on Instagram. Don't do it. It's a scam. Don't do it. Even be very cautious of the guys selling on Facebook. Make sure they're reputable people. And and that's one way to tell that you're in a good group. Just in one of my groups today, somebody put a picture of somebody who they were scammed by. Now, unfortunately, it was one of those that when they posted it, posted it everyone kind of put like a no shit Sherlock. Uh, it was that obvious, but it's good to know. Yeah. Um, but definitely use social media. And then finally, which kind of ties into getting to know other people, the last bit of information to get those bottles You've done the liquor store. You've done the social media. Join join actual, well, not face-to-face right now, but Zoom whiskey clubs as much as you can uh, with, of course, your time permitting with work and everything. But, I mean, shit, me and Dick are living proof. Just this week, I'm hoping he helps me out, which we'll get into by the end of the show. But, I mean, Dick lives in a very big metropolitan area. I happen to live in a very big metropolitan area. Apparently, Dick's metropolitan area is a lot bigger than mine. Go figure. Um, He's getting a lot more hitters. (laughs) He's calling me and showing off the pictures more often. But you never know. I'm going to run across that one that Dick enjoys, and I'll be able to hit him right away and say, hey, do you want this? I'll grab it for you right now. So get to know your uh, your friends, start spreading the love, get them interested in bourbon, and it's definitely going to help you out. And share dick pics and Kurt pics. Yes, I send Dick a Kurt pic every now and then. Not oh as often as his dick pics, but... All right. <laughs> Great advice. Great advice, Dick. Let's get into some sports as I'm watching this halftime score of 17-14, to 14, the Las Vegas Raiders over the Kansas City Chiefs. Fucking me big time on fantasy. Fuck it me. just looks like they have their number this year, man. Mahomes just threw another pick. Um, I don't, I, you're gonna have to check me on this because he is Mr. Perfect. I don't think he's thrown a pick since the last Raiders game. Like they're, they're just got the Chiefs number this year. So I have him as my fantasy QB and I don't remember another one. I think he's had a fumble, but I may be making that up. Nah. All right. So, Pat Mahomes, man, he doesn't mess up often. But speaking of great Texas athletes and great Texas quarterbacks, um, we're going to talk a little bit about Texas high school football and not what's going on this year, but just historically. Where are those Texas hotbeds? We've talked about in a previous episode all the great quarterbacks that have come out of Texas. So let's talk about some of those key hotbeds. Absolutely. I mean, we're going to get a little biased here because it is the great state of Texas. But it doesn't hurt for everyone out there in the rest of the fine world to know what kind of good football we play here, even though it's already a given. And we're so, not going to talk about our high school football days. No, no. Well, you know, technically we can. Let's talk about who. Some of these guys were playing when we were playing. So, Yeah, yeah that was about it because we were <laughs> we were watching. That's what we were doing. We were definitely watching. I remember watching some of these guys' YouTube clips going, I don't think anybody in our team can do that. <laughs> I know for sure I can't fucking do that. So so well, let's get into the ones who were the big names when we were playing from the Dallas area, the great South Lake Carroll. Dragons. That's such an awesome nickname. It is. It, it really is. Now, does the logo match the toughness of the nickname? No, if I remember that logo off the top of my head, it looks just like the one from the European Football League they used to have like 
No, it like, doesn't. No, it fucking doesn't. <laughs> or is it the UAB Blazers? My bad. No, it's not even that. It looks something like from a cartoon, like hand drawn. But yeah, so we got to start there because you got Chase Daniels, who is probably the greatest paid backup quarterback for not doing much. Not ever. just backup, third string, like backup, backup. Where is he? Is he where is he at right now? I think we talked about this in the previous episode. He was with the Chiefs, but he's yeah, well, not anymore. I he? think. Well, he's one of those that I could probably name more teams that he hasn't been on than he has. But, I mean, not to take away from anything. I mean, he's freaking – he's with the Detroit Lions. That's why we don't know where he is. That's why we have no idea where he's at right now because he's with the Detroit Lions. We forget Matt Stafford plays for them sometimes. So, another great Texas quarterback. Uh, they lost to the Panthers today. Can you tell me who the Panthers quarterback was today? Uh yeah, it was PJ Fleck. PJ not PJ Fleck. PJ something. Yeah, PJ actually, Walker. There you go. PJ Fleck. PJ Walker. PJ Walker. That's what the Lions did. They went out there and they lost to the Panthers with a losing record, and they lost to PJ Walker, who came from the XFL. And that shows you the state of the Detroit Lions right now. <laughs> now, if you had watched any of the XFL. You uh, would have. Uh, I was impressed with what he did there in the XFL. So good for him. Continuing our discussion, another great quarterback from South Lake Carroll, Greg McElroy. Fucking Greg McElroy. Greg McElroy. You know what? You remind me a lot of Greg McElroy. Oh, fuck you. I'm a much better announcer than he is. That's why. When I hear you announce, I'm like, yeah. Meh. Yeah. Meh. That sounds about right. Appreciate that, man. Just, good, to, good to work with you. Just dicking with you. Mm, that smells good. I don't know. There's something about the last pour of any bottle. I'm killing this Noah Mill, by the way. Noah's Mill. That always just smells better than the rest. I had a bottle kill this week. You did? Tell us about that. Um, It was the Black Ridge port cast. Oh, this is old... Uh, this is old rubber taste. Yeah, and I had texted you that as soon as I had tasted because this is the one that I had already mentioned on an episode I was going to buy. I had already um, been recommended it several times by one friend, and I was very hesitant because, of course, it's that port barrel finish, and we've talked about our experiences with port finished bourbon. I, I got it, man, and I tasted it, and... I told you, I texted you very specifically. It tasted and it had a smell of those rubber basketballs that you would win at Six Flags. Very specific. It was. It was a slap to the memory bank. I was like, what is this? And I was like, holy shit, I've spent a lot of money on this. All those fucking times I couldn't make the basket and get a free basketball at Six Flags. And then, of course, over the years, I, I, I think I probably accumulated like 20 of those things. But, yeah, that was on the neck pour. And then I found myself really enjoying that weird little funk it had. And before I knew it, I was killing the bottle. Another bottle kill episode. 
I need you to go buy that dick. I need you to go buy it. And I need you to tell me if you're like, oh, this fucking sucks. Or, you know what? This is what this wasn't bad because I'm starting to see it more on the uh, Facebook pages that we, we constantly talk about. I'll put it on my list. There, there's actually one that you keep recommending that I want to go back to, but we'll talk about that in a little bit. Um, all right. So to keep us on track, keep us tracking out of the, out of the rabbit holes because we got content tonight. Um, Austin Westlake. So I'm going to set you up on this because I know these are near and dear to your heart. But anybody who knows Austin Westlake knows Drew Brees, right? That one's a gimme. Um, Justin Tucker, actually, like, been in the league a while. He's a solid kicker. But no shit your old boy your old boy big dick nick big dick nick Foles. austin westlake baby austin westlake so he's doing some he's doing work this year with the bears man i mean he's playing i don't say lights out but he's playing not having to do work for the bears (laughs) i don't know how to answer that one I mean, who's not? I mean, honestly, who's not having to work hard for the Bears? I mean, they're 500, which is like the forever Bears record. Um, but yeah, no, that's that's quite a bit of talent coming from Austin Westlake. Won the state championship last year. Yeah, but I mean, you're talking about a whole list, and we can't keep going without talking about the current quarterback at the University of Texas, Sam Ellinger. Who's Don't that? Forget him. Okay. <laughs> No, play, but play Big Twelve ball anymore. Whatever, sell out. Um, I've seen Ellinger practice in person at UT. I've seen his high school head coach Todd Dodge in person. I mean, you talk about a walking offensive genius. And then, if you think about it, who was the head coach of South Lake Carroll all those years that they were just kicking ass in the two thousands? Todd Dodge, Todd oh. Dodge, Dick. Gotcha, gotcha. Todd Dodge, South Lake Carroll. You used to run in those circles. I don't. So, coach at South Lake Carroll went and coached a couple years at UNT. Didn't work out, and then he he ended up at Austin Westlake and got himself a state championship. And actually, he had a shot at another one with Ellinger, and they lost to another school that we're going to talk about just here in a little bit. That's good information. We'll have to get into our our. Back in the day, football camp stories. No, we won't. Nope, fuck that. (laughs) All right. So moving into the next subsection, I want to just group this as Houston high schools, right? So your H-Town favorites right there. H-Town, baby. H-Town for life. Um, I can't believe I just said that. But yeah. Yeah. Um, The The guy who hasn't lived one year in Houston. Well, the guy, like, honestly, out of all Texas cities, Houston's probably my least favorite. And it has nothing to do with Whoa. the people. It has nothing to do with the people. It's, ge- it's, it's geographic-based, guys. So you're just going to... I don't like the humid climate year-round and possibly the occasional hurricane that could come our direction. Yeah. I mean, those your are, face. Those are more, like, climate reasons, but you're let not throw, wrong. Let me throw some things at you, Macklemore. Sure. Go for it. All right. Do you like Is Cajun there- food? Thought you were gonna call me McElroy. Um, yeah, I love Cajun food. That's oh. why. I'm, that's why oh, I married you. Cajun. Do you like Slim Thug? I mean, I'm not gonna. I didn't say I didn't like their music. You're gonna go. You're, okay. This is where you do your thing. Where like, oh, you don't like X, or you do like X. So then I'm gonna put all these 
these loaded questions together and make you come to your conclusion. Okay, well, I just hit you with music, food. I said geographical. Do you not like the great state of Texas? (laughs) Houston, named after Sam Houston, president of Texas. I didn't say that I didn't like the aspects of Houston. So you shut your mouth when you insult the great city of Houston. <laughs> How did I insult that? This is one of my least favorite, for, specifically from geographical purpose. Well, I it just made it sucks. your fucking favorite. Don't come <laughs> at me, bro. <laughs> All right, that might get cut. But regardless. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> All right, so we're going to talk about the great we- city yeah. of Houston. That's why I got its own subsection. You keep beating this dead turkey. We've already killed it. Let's go on. Um, Can't talk about Houston without talking about KD High School football. Fair enough. So kick us in. What do we need? What do we need to know about KD High School football? Well, I won't have to go far. Your shitty Dallas Cowboys. Who won the game? No, I take that back. Who was the quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys today? <laughs> Mister Red Rocket himself, Andy Dalton. Andy Dalton from Katy, Texas. Uh, yeah, Katy's, you know, cream of the crop when it comes to Texas high school football. You've got eight state championship. You've got a very long history of just being in the state championship game, winning it. Um, they've been there recently. I mean, it is. It, I'm trying not to go into fact after fact after fact. I'm just, I mean, there's no need to. Renee Zelliger went to. Katie High School. Look who's been doing the research. Don't ask me how I know that. I know how you know that, but we won't get into it. Uh, All right. So Katie High School, definitely one to reckon with. Um, Probably more so here within the last 20, 30 years as Katie's really grown on the outskirts of Houston. Um, Nerd alert. Like I said, geography, dude. Geographical. You can only grow two ways in Houston, and it's west and north. All right. So let's go to Cypher. Cypher, just north of Katy, also in the northwest area of Houston, I guess you'd say. Look who's been doing their geography lessons. Well, it's not fucking lessons if you live like. Well, you have to learn it at some point. Okay, give me your spiel on Cypher, bro. Dude, Cypher, I, I mean, this is, I'm going to say one name just because, I mean, it used to be a human highlight reel. Sam McGuffey, dude. The Sam drop. McGuffey? Yes. Dude, who the fuck is Sam McGuffey? <laughs> How do you not know who Sam McGuffey is? So we talked about a little bit earlier watching YouTube and seeing, well, our players can't do that. He was a human highlight reel. He became famous because he used to hurdle people on the regular and it was right when youtube was blowing up right so his highlight reels were what do you what do you i'm looking up sam mcguffey because i've got it as you're talking continue so sam mcguffey the drama that was sam mcguffey of the going to committing to michigan when michigan was good everybody remembers 2006 right um michigan was good i think they just coming off like winning that uh rose bowl and he had obviously some stuff went down, you know, wasn't able to play. I think he got hurt like three times and essentially came back to Rice, finished up his career. Nothing really, he never really panned out in college. But I think if you talk about when we were growing up and the 
kind of growth of like YouTube and people putting their YouTube highlight reels out there or their highlight reels on YouTube. Sam McGuffey's a guy that comes to mind. I remember watching him just be like, holy shit, this dude can, he can hurdle. Funny thing is, now what is he doing? Yeah, you type in his name. He comes up as a bobsledder. Bobsledder. <laughs> That's it. We've made it. We talked about bobsledding on the show. <laughs> oh, man. It, we could do a whole, we should do a whole episode on uh, cool runnings. That should, oh my gosh, we went through a whole How did we movie. miss that? <laughs> we suck. There's no, other, there's no other conclusion. All right, so Cool Runnings, great sports movie. Watch. <laughs> Yo, Senka, you dead man. Yeah, so I think we we beat Sam McGuffey to death. Um, well, I just like the way you were like, Cypher, Sam McGuffey. Who, what else, Cypher? You give me something. What you got? I mean, they won a state championship, what, 2017? So, I mean, they're definitely relevant. Not constantly up there. What else All you right. got? What what else what else you got for me, Texas football wise? The last one I've got specific in the Houston section. I, I don't think we can move on without talking about North Shore. Um, you know, they've got four guys on active NFL rosters. I, I think they're a perennial powerhouse within the Houston area. You can't count them out. Um, but great, great team. So Well, yeah, no shit. <laughs> I didn't have a whole no shit segment when you say things i wish can we edit a button where i just where it just screams no shit well it's no shit to us because we live texas football i mean well if you don't know texas football damn it (laughs) i'm probably not from texas (laughs) the only other state high school football that i'm having relatively familiar with is florida the only reason i know florida that well is because i mean i went to football camp with a few guys from florida but they were 6a before texas was i mean Kurt and I were playing. We're still playing five A ball at the big at the top level. So, um, yes, yeah. yeah, the speed state, man. How can you not be familiar with uh, all the talent that comes out of that, that state, specifically that Miami Dade area? Well, so North Shore has won the last two state championships. Been great, great games against Duncanville, and then we literally, like, I wanted, I want to make this perfectly clear because we probably have some old coaches listening from my inner circles. There are going to be coaches that are going to be flipping shit because there is so many things we could have gone to for this segment. I mean, sure. you're talking small school, you're talking big school, you're talking, you know, we we don't even have time to go into Alito, who has nine state championships. Yeah, or like even where we came from, Refurio, a few years ago. I mean, right now, I want to make this. We we just don't have the time to do that. Not saying we won't in the future. But if you're listening from outside the state, this is when people say it's religion, it's it's that's that's not selling it as to what it is to people. They literally have high school football trivia board games for sale in Texas, and I'm not kidding. So, yes, if you are a coach, I know we probably talked about, you know, five, six programs. And there's a whole other argument, many, many drunken nights. But, you know, if we wanted to get our, our neck of the woods out there and just hit some broad specs. You know what I mean? Yep. Hashtag sorry, not sorry. Hashtag don't fucking cuss me out and yell and blah, 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 blah. It is what it is because we've got some other things to talk about. Like, oh, I don't know. The NBA draft that just happened this past week. I'm drinking this Long Branch. You know what it is? It's all right, all right, all right. 
I was waiting for you to hit your own punchline. Uh, all right. So as Kurt said, we're going to move into the NBA, specifically the NBA draft, and give you our thoughts, um, which probably aren't terribly original um, because I think most people are thinking the same thing about the draft. How the hell did they get away with it on a Zoom call? I was not thinking that, Dick, but I, I am not surprised that you were. Hey, I think some weird stuff. That's um, true. Yeah. All right. So, but in, in reality, we're probably thinking the same things you are, but let's hit it up. Let, let's run through this. Um, let's call out maybe what our original idea is. I think I have one, maybe, but uh, probably some people are going to think controversial, but I'm just not sold. All right. Well, then let's start with our teams, man. I mean, you're a homer. I am. I am. So how'd this Spurs do? I think if you look at like Devin Vassell and Trey Jones, um, solid overall one, two round um, Spurs are getting kind of guard heavy. I don't think that's anything to worry about long-term. You know, you've got um, Benel- Bellinelli. That's probably not going to get signed again. Uh, I think Patty and DeRozan have got one year left. I, I don't think they're going to trade DeRozan off. Nobody wants to take that contract on for one year before he goes free agent. I don't think DeRozan's a long-term player. I think Patty has some, Years left in him, but I think they're still rebuilding, and I think this is going the right direction. Um, you talk about, oh, what are they going to do for big guys? And we got Lyles and the dude, I can't remember his name, got drafted last year. I think that's going to be your front court for the foreseeable future. Um, we'll see if Aldridge actually comes back decently after his surgery. But, yeah, all in all, Spurs are going to be Spurs. As long as Pop's at the helm, we've got a chance. Um, we could start another 20-year streak. That'd be great. But we'll see. Oh, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I hate when this, you know, oh, we didn't make the playoffs for the first time. Oh, it's so depressing. I didn't say that. Oh, it's so sad. We went 20 that. years. Why don't you ask me about my team so I could talk real? Okay, I, I do want to clarify one point. The team you're about to talk about is, once again, we're calling it a homer pick. Yet you tried to say a few episodes together ago that the, the Yankees were not a homer pick for you. So why don't you go and tell us about your homer pick? All right. First off, I'm not a homer. But... Due to the great Alan Houston, I grew up, and I am a diehard New York Knicks fan. I there, I said it. It took a while. It took a couple episodes, but here I am. The Charles Spirell, Alan Houston, Patrick Ewan, Camby. I mean, those were the dudes that just filled my heart. How many championships they win? You shut your face. You shut your face, you little... Cry baby, son of a bitch. We may make the playoffs. Oh, the Spurs will be the Spurs. When's the last time Knicks made the playoffs? Uh, you know what? I was gonna make a bad your mom joke, but I was I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be that guy. I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna take advantage of this podcast platform. It's because you're not the dick. Right, exactly. So draft night was a roller coaster of events for me. You have to understand, I've been here before. You don't get your hopes up. You get your hopes up for Zion, you get the third pick. You get your hopes up for Durant and Irving, you get neither. So then you hear the rumblings that the Knicks are going to trade up to get Toppin. And then the draft starts and you're still sitting in the A spot. No trades are made. As a true, full-on, hashtag, trust the 22-year process, I did not want them to go, you know, selling all their picks away for a guy that is awesome, but he may not be what we need. 
But then the sweat starts building up. All right. The sweat starts. Pick one. Pick two. Pick three. Okay. Mellow. I get it. And then all of a sudden, the Bulls select Patrick Williams. And you're like, oh, shit. What's going on here? Pick five. Pick six. Toppin's still there. But then it got to the point where you're like, it's Toppin, Halliburton, anybody. It's fucking... It's going to happen. And then there you are as a Knicks fan at eight. And I just said, just say one of those two guys and I will be ecstatic. You know the rest. They took top and I do a fist pump. I'm happy. But then, of course, it can't be that simple with the Knicks. It just can't be that simple. We needed a guard. Should you go Halliburton? You see Stephen A. Smith being Stephen A. Smith. So you go back and forth. But then, you know, you see the kid crying with the tears in his eyes. I'm going home. I'm going home. I mean, you can't you can't eat that shit up. I mean, so. Huh, OK, rant over. I'm happy about draft night. Um, Top is going to be a stud high flyer. He's older, which usually historically doesn't do good in the draft. But I think bringing some maturity to a young group of guys. I think in this situation is going to be great. And then you get Emmanuel quickly. I'm not going to sit here like I know who Emmanuel quickly is. He's been in the Kentucky system for a couple of years. That may be a benefit. I mean, you saw what the Kentucky system did for Tyler Hero after just, you know, one year. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, Kentucky or Duke, I don't think you can go wrong with either of those programs. I mean, you're going to get solid players out of there. Um, yeah. So I think we could definitely say the Knicks won. They, everybody's giving them A pluses. I'm not going to say A+. plus. I'll be realistic. I'll say A-. minus. I'll say I'm happy with free agents. Realistically, if we can get the 8th or 7th spot, that's going to be the most exciting thing in years for the Knicks fans. But we'll see. Give me a winner. Who you got? Who was a winner in the draft? So I think, it's, I think the Knicks were the obvious winner. Um, a couple other just a highlight. Uh, the Celtics got three picks in the first round. Um, they may be back. They've really gone anywhere, but they may be actually competing again. Um, Spurs, I'm going to say they won. I, I'm, I'm okay with it. It's probably kind of the borderline. Um, you hit one that I'll disagree with here because I, I just think this is like a jury still out situation is LaMelo Ball. Um, yeah, he looks really good, but so did Lonzo and – I don't know. I'm not, I'm not sold on Lonzo. Um, and then you've got to deal with all that baggage of his family. They say LaMelo is allegedly the best out of all three brothers, but... I think Dad's chilled out the last couple of years. Dad's chilled out the last couple of years because Lonzo didn't do well the last couple of years. That's true, too. That is very true. Big baller brand is what? Well, that was a given. Everybody knew that. But let's say yeah. you think LaMelo starts doing something. You think Dad makes... Sure. Oh, really? He's a classic helicopter parent, dude. I mean, he is the definition of what you don't want in a, I would even, I'm going to back off that a little bit, but he's a definition of what you don't want from a athlete parent. Um, Kyler's Murray, Kyler Murray's dad pulls some shit with all the whole A&M thing that I'll probably edit out, but there is a helicopter parent mentality that as soon as you get a little bit of success or your kid does, you, you live vicariously through them. And well, I mean, that's at, what at the end of the day, you got three kids that are in the league. One's in the, you know, D league, but I mean, it could be nuts. worse. 
But I think that's always been his argument. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, he hovered over his kiddos, but he's two and a half for three. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just saying, like, he's obviously good at developing kids into talent. I don't know what got are being there at their games, coaching them. I mean, there's there's a lot of other worse things in the world. Yeah, for sure. I mean, he now when it's the it's the I can beat Michael one on one shit that gets him, you know, like, dude, shut up. All right. Just yep. shut up. So I, okay. So I understand. I understand. He he has his pros and cons, but yeah. So uh, that's why I disagree. I don't necessarily know that it's a loser, but I don't think they're a winner yet. I don't think it's clear cut. I, I think you're being a little humble, and I can understand from the Nick standpoint. But like, Toppin is a human highlight reel, dude. Like, think about this situation: human highlight reel in the garden. Like, it's gonna be amazing to watch. That's great, but I want wins. But I want this, wins. We here, got okay. So if okay, so they picked up Austin Rivers today. So you got Austin Rivers. You got R.J. Barrett. You're gonna have Toppin. You have Julius Randle. You have Mitch Robinson. You're gonna have some young dudes. And you're right now, your wise leader is Austin Rivers. So I mean, you know, we still need a guard. That's why Halliburton. It was Halliburton or Toppin. Either one, I would have been fine with. Of course, Halliburton feed, feed, like feeds the need for guard, but you you can't deny Toppin's well, you, flash. And you, you said it yourself. Flash, I mean, or do you need need? I don't know. That's what you go back and forth with a, as a fan. He may bring some maturity. And you said it yourself. Now I'm gonna go, and we're jumping back and forth. But the the whole Lamelo thing. I think the one thing that may, in my mind, move this, this for not LaMelo, but for Charlotte, from a eh to a winner, and you talked about it already, but Gordon Hayward pickup, I think that's a solid pickup for that team. And you may actually have they overpaid. I think they overpaid. Well, dude, I mean, let's be honest. In free agency, everybody overpays for stars. Um, I, I feel like that whole idea of like, oh, who's the highest paid? Well, who has the most recent contract? They're constantly building up these contracts to be and difficult to beat as Kurt pops the top on the long branch one more time. Oh yeah, we're in third grand, baby. Let's get there. Before we move on, Kurt, tell me who's your who's your clear cut winner? I think there was picks this year where nobody's gonna be a clear cut winner. Like you didn't have the Zion, you know, you didn't have the number one that everyone wants. I will tell you two sleeper winners, if that makes sense. I think you gotta uh, the Kings picking up Halliburton at 12. I know I've talked about him over and over, but I mean, hell, he didn't go to the Knicks at eight. So then he slides down to 12 and the Knicks, the Kings get him. I know I'm home, a homer. I know my blood is black and red, if that makes any sense at all. They picked up Ramsey from Tech. The dude only played one year. It was a cutoff year. I think he can do some things. I think he may be a steal later on. Or maybe it's just my tech talking and the fact that I've had a couple whiskeys and I've got to throw the love out there for the Red Raiders. The other sleeper I got are the 76ers. That steal of Tyrese Maxey, that's going to be big. I was hoping so bad that he was going to slip to the, the Knicks at 23 before they traded that pick away. But that's going to be a big, big pickup for them as they do their rebuild slash rebuild not rebuild still part of the process slash i don't know what the hell's going on well i don't think many people know what's going on there so 
Um, I don't want to spend too much time on losers, um, but you and I are lined up on two of them. So you hit one, I'll hit the other. Okay, so yeah, uh, losers. I don't think it's fair. He wasn't expected to go there. Her. I don't think it's fair on him because he wasn't supposed to go there and then the guy gets picked earlier. That doesn't make them a loser, but you've got enough people questioning the Bulls pick of Patrick Williams that I'll go with that one. So, yeah, sure, let's go Bulls. Why not? All right, and I'll hit the Southern Bulls, and I'll hit the other one, the Suns. I mean, Jalen Smith, he's a good player, but it's too high. I mean, like the consistent – feedback is were they a lottery pick probably not i will say this though um the one that i'm kind of also adding to this is anthony edwards from the the timberwolves pickup and i don't know if this is true or not but i I let i heard that some of the feedback about him was yeah he's got the talent but is he dedicated apparently he did a pre-draft interview where he talked about not actually liking to watch the nba which blows my mind because most players love to watch each other and they play like NBA 2K. Like it's nobody's business. And then he apparently he also wants to be a rapper. So this just makes me feel like, like Shaq trying to be a rapper all over again. But will he have Shaq's dedication? I mean, it's not a bad fallback option, you know? Well, they always say like all rappers want to be ballers. All ballers want to be rappers. But do you want to do that in a pre-draft interview? <laughs> I don't really like to watch the game I play for a living. And I kind of want to be a rapper. Yeah. It's like it's I, like you and I going to work and saying, "Yeah, I think we want to be a podcaster for a living." Oh, we do this as a hobby. Yeah, I'm not telling people at work. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, me neither. It's the same my fucking fallback plan. <laughs> uh, anyway, you, you are too highly educated. I'm I'm not gonna pretend like I know a lot about Anthony Edwards. I wasn't just watching Georgia Bulldog basketball games all year long. Well, nobody was because the year got cut short. Yes, right. And this is one of those years where you don't see those guys until the tournament. Right. The guys that build their name during the tournament at the, you know, not the traditional basketball powerhouses. We didn't get that this year. So that's why the draft was such a, you know, question mark. Well, the whole draft will be, it'll be having an answer next to it. Which brings me hope back to going to Toppin because if he was able to make such a big name player of the year from Dayton. That's a good thing. So we'll see. But yeah, uh, losers, Bulls, Suns. Uh, uh, Anthony Edwards is going to be a question mark. I don't know. Uh, I a lot were saying Ball should have gone first, but yeah, I think that'll that'll cover it up for our our draft coverage. Well, and while we're talking about draft, let's do a uh, let's do a quick mini draft. Let's bring it back to whiskey. Okay, so we had to do something to tie whiskey into the draft. So we came up with this idea. I have five whiskeys. Dick has five whiskeys. He's going to throw out one. I'm going to throw out one. And we're going to put together a 10 whiskey draft. All right. So then we're going to select. So we could end up picking the ones that we got or the ones that, you know, each other picked. And and you'll get it as we go along. All right, Dick, you following along here? Yeah, I think I'm following you. You want me to tell you about my whiskey dicks? Right, whiskey dicks. Whiskey dicks and whiskey picks. All right, so throw your first one out at me. 
All right, so I'm going to go a little less popular than everybody else would think in the Van Winkle line. I'm going to say Rip 10. Okay. I'll go, since we will talk about it in a little bit, and I've already talked about it, I'll go Birthday Bourbon 2020. Okay. All right. Um, this one's going to come up because up until like a week ago, I didn't even realize it existed and Kurt educated me. So it's really piqued my interest. In I know what you're going to fucking say. Of course, you know what I'm going to say. The, is this piques my interest because we talked about earlier another bottle I'd pick up other than that rubber bottle. Um, the blade and bow 22. There's so much controversy over that. I'll, I'll, okay. Okay. Allegedly, if you're like in certain states and you get all five gold keys, because they're numbered, you get like the beast part of some part of some like, you know, special club like, um, and you, you know what club code, that is? You get a code reader, and they send you encrypted messages about buying more Ovaltine. Good. Is that like if I get all the horses for Blanton? No. If you get all the horses for Blanton and you actually line them up into Blanton, don't fucking do it. And you was, read them backwards. It says joking. douchebag. <laughs> oh yes. Okay, that's my buddy. All right. So, uh, all right, I'll give you, you know, what? I'll throw out a dick special. I, I know how you like your Weller. I'll go Weller foolproof, you weeder bitch. Ooh, I'm a weeder bitch. I, I like that pick a lot. There's one other thing other than a BTAC special that I hope I get on Black Friday at Specs. It's a Weller foolproof. We talked about it. I will pay $60 or $50 MSRP. I'm not paying $40 for a fucking shot. So anyway, thank you for that one. Appreciate it. All right. What's your next one on the draft board? I said B-Tax. I'm going to say George Cisak. <laughs> oh, that's my holy grail. It's, I think it's becoming my holy grail right now too. And yeah. I think our listeners going to start doing a thing where they take a shot every time we say holy grail. We may be over under five. Tonight alone, but I like that. Okay, or you'd have to play. You'd have to add it with unicorn. Unicorn. Uh, let's go. Let's throw. Uh, let's, okay, I throw one of yours. You throw one of mine. I'll throw one of yours right back at you. Evan Williams bottle and box. Ooh, that's my dirty little secret. Fourteen dollar bottle. It's uh It's, it's not a secret thing. anymore, buddy. I mean, shh, shh. Um. I'm going to give a shameless plug for uh, Evan Williams' fun one right here. Evan Williams is great by itself, bottle and bond. Um, I've actually did a little house blend here, and I'm going to tie two of the things I won't shut the fuck up about. Um, Evan Williams and Old Granddad uh, 114, uh, we put it on our Insta, do a 60-40 split out of it. I'm drinking it right out of my decanter. It's actually, it's got a little pep in its step, and then once you let it air out, it becomes a lot more mellow and brown sugar. Um, but I think the two of those together, Typically, you want to do three. You want to put like a high rye in there. I'm going to shut up now. But try it out. I will when I go to your place. Got it. All right. What's next? What's on the board? So you gave me your, your you gave me my cheap and easy. I'm going to give you your recent cheap and easy. Early times. Bottled and bond. Bottled and bond. Oh, okay. 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 A little bib action there for you. We got, a, we got a draft board going together here. I will go. Give let's, me go your... let's go Maker's Mark 46 cast strength. All right. All right. I, I can respect that one. You know, 
funny thing here. I went to Specs last week, and typically you have Maker's Mark 101, everything there. Dude, Maker's Mark was gone. Like, it was Buffalo Trace sitting there. Really? There was, like, two regular Maker's Marks up there. No 46, no Castrate, no Source Picks, no RC6, Special Select Edition, whatever the shit it is. No, they had, like, 27 cases of Dickel, Bottled and Bond, but no Maker's Mark. Nice. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that goes back to people are drinking more whiskey and more bourbon. So then they're finding out that a lot of the high quantity stuff is some of the better stuff. I saw a video today. You know them more than I do. The dudes over in Austin that started the distillery. Um, Whiskey Vault guys? Yeah. yeah. They were they had that in their top like three available bourbons was Maker's Mark. And I just think that people are you know, realizing there's but, stuff that's rare but expensive and not good, and then there's your stuff that's easily available that's good and decent and worth the price. So they're they're buying it more. Yeah, I think there's like an exponential increase in whiskey interest right now that I hope hits a. I don't want to say hope that for my selfish reasons, hope hits a a plateau. But for unselfish reasons, I hope continues. What I'm getting at here is there's only so much whiskey on the market right now that's of quality. And as we start seeing Weller, Special Reserve, gone off the shelves. Buffalo Trace, gone off the shelves. Now I'm seeing my first instance of like Makers gone off the shelves. I'm not trying to create a panic, panic, but it's mildly frustrating that we have to live through this right now. But looking on the bright side into the tunnel, there's so much more good whiskey being produced and there's a ramp up that's going to happen and finally hit us hopefully in about three years when maybe these six year whiskey starts getting put out six sevens. That is going to be amazing. Like the stuff that the distillers are doing right now is going to blow our minds away in three years. But oh, I love when Dick I'm, goes, I love when Dick goes whiskey politics on me, man, dude, it's, it's a, with his conspiracy theories and his trends and his, Oh, as I watch analytics and math, how dare you? Tyree Kill get hit in the backfield as it's a 24 to 21 game for the Raiders, and I'm clinching two hopes and dreams in my fantasy matchup. Um, all right, so what are we at? We've got so you hit picks on the board. Give me nine. I'm gonna go with a recent pickup that I actually got off what we talked about earlier store allocation list. Um, get on it, tell them what you want, and get on that list. I got a high west midwinter's night dram. I believe it's uh, Act 8, Scene 2. And I've had a neck pour, and it was good. I mean, neck pours are always the worst pours. So you get the worst pours. <laughs> They're always the worst pours. Um, but I was actually pleasantly surprised. It's the second bottle I've ever had. The first one I killed on a drunken night with a buddy. So it's nice to have a bottle of my own. Okay. Uh, I'll finish this up with one that when I was down on the dumps because I haven't been getting any unicorns or anything special, I grabbed this and I guess it was the fact that it was, there were so many on the shelf that I took it for granted, but Remus repeal reserve batch three to be specific. Um, yeah, I'm gonna throw that one on there because of how much I bragged about it. I think it's a great call out, man. Um, Remus is MGP juice. Yeah, it is. And I think there, we can do a whole conversation about MGP, and I think we should add it to the docket later. We don't have to right now, but all I'm saying is if you see distilled or from Indiana, don't don't knock it. 
there's some good product coming out of there. We can because that we could talk about a, a rookie mistake I made back in the day, obviously. MGP bad. No yeah. yeah. All right, let's flip the coin. Who's going first? Uh, I got heads. You're up, Dick. Number one pick. All right. I'm going to go George Isak. You fucking suck. <laughs> I'm going to pick LeBron. <laughs> okay. God dang it. Okay. I'm going to go. Yeah, I'm going to go birthday bourbon number two. I'm going to go Rip 10. You know, this. see, this is the problem with the draft. I can't tell you anything about it. Blade and Bow by itself, you see it on the blogs. You see one person, it's solid, it's great, it's good. I think it's a banana bread heaven. I love Blade and Bow. So... Am I gonna spend three fifty if I'm lucky on the twenty two year old? You I'll bet your it. ass I am. I'm gonna buy that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a unicorn that if I ever saw, I probably will. Just because I like Blade and Bolt, I like it. That's one of the bottles when people say they don't. I'm like, where? You gotta explain it to me. What are you not liking about it? So I'm gonna take it off the board. I'm going to go Blade and Bow 22-4, even though, man, you talk about what is my wife bitching about. I, eh, I'm sleeping on the couch for weeks on that one, but I'm taking it because I'm going to be drinking it while I'm sleeping on the damn couch. So Blade and Bow is your OB topping. You don't know exactly what you're going to get, but the hype's there. And you, uh, it, I trust OB topping before I trust. <laughs> it, it, it may be a draft steal. You don't know yet, though. Um. I think to to Kurt's point is you don't see a lot about Blade and Bow twenty two. You don't see a lot about Blade and Bow. I think it's it's under the radar. And if we talk I about, I like it, man. Banana what? bread. Banana I think it's, it's good. I think it's a really well kept secret, man. I mean, it could be Eagle Rare, in a year. It really could. It could be one of those you can't find. You're like, why the fuck can't I find this? Oh, because the secret got out. But I'm gonna go pick five. I'm gonna do Midwinter's Night Dram. And see, I thought that was going to be one of your higher picks. I think I can steal it from you. That's why I kept it down there. Well, you take that. Uh, okay. I'm going to go Weller foolproof and take it off the board. I'll take Remus then. That's okay. I've had it, bitch. <laughs> All right, so... That leaves us with what we expected. Oh, okay. I'll take make dang with the eighth pick, just like the New York Knicks. I'm gonna take that steal. I'm gonna take Maker's Mark 46 cast strength and take a steal at eight. Okay. So then Makers is your OB topping and Blade and Bow is your Lonzo Ball. You don't know what you're gonna get. Or sorry, Lamello Ball. Lamello. Orange. No, I'm not gonna go there. All right. So um, we, I'm gonna flip get, it up. I'm gonna flip I know it. how this is gonna go. Ah. I'm gonna take early times. Uh, you dirty little girl. I knew Just you were to gonna do that. You. I knew you were gonna do that. It's okay. I still have bragging rights from the tasting we did a couple weeks ago. I'll take that. You do. 
All right. So to recap, and I like the way this turned out because it wasn't just my five picks, your five picks. George T. Stag, number one. Birthday bourbon number two by me. You took Rip 10 at number three. We got to talk about Rip 10 for a little bit. When's the last time you had Rip 10? Dude, never. Oh. Well, that's a curveball at me. Yeah. Um, I threw Rip 10 on there because I think if we throw Pappy on there, it becomes obvious, number one. And I didn't think it was fun for this one. Rip 10, there's a lot of conversation whether it's technically a, a Pappy line. I'm part of the belief that it is, um, but I'm going to call it a pappy, and I think it's obtainable. I think out of all of them, you're going to find Rip 10 before you find anything else. Okay, so Rip 10 has to have an asterisk on my review book because I had Rip 10 at 1.30 in the morning after a long nights of booze, and if you're familiar with South Texas, carnitas tacos. <laughs> yeah uh it was one of those where my buddy was you know he was well into the night and was like yeah fuck it i'm gonna pull out the rip 10 who wants to try it and of course <laughs> drunk ass kurt was like yeah and i remember dropping like to my knees and saying oh that's some good stuff but if you ask me on any notes, I just can't. So that's my quick sidebar on Rip 10. I just like uh, to hear about you being on your knees. So I knew that was coming. Yeah, dog it. Knew that was coming. Anyway, number five, you went with your high wish. No, I'm sorry. Number four, I took Blade and Bow 22, which would be an expensive number four. It would you be. You went with uh, Midwinter Night's Dram at number five. I took the Weller Foolproof at number six. You took Remus Repeal Reserve Batch Three, which is oh, it's a it's a cherry soda. Oh, it's so good. Number seven. I took Maker's Mike Forty Six Cast Strength at number eight. You took Early Times Bottle and Bond at number nine, and I finishes off with a. Solid Evan Williams bottom and bond number 10. That was a good little draft. I'm not gonna lie. I yeah. like it because we've tasted some and not tasted some. And you got game of footage on most of them, but not all of them. Yes. Yes. And if I can get my hands on all of these. If if I walked to anybody else and they said, I have 10 bottles, and these were their 10 bottles, I would think they were a whiskey god. Well, hopefully I'll be whiskey god someday. No, the problem is you don't save your bottles. You just drink them. That is true. That is, we've talked about that. I do not, I've told you, there's two things. It's delicious. I'm going to finish it and put it in the memory books as I watch Tyree Kill go out of bounds at the freaking seven yard line, or it tastes like shit. So I'm going to finish it so I can tell the wife that the drawer's empty. Okay. Speaking of my wife. What's your wife bitching about this week, Dick? So this is a this is a dual. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you two answers, right? It's it's what is she bitching about? What she probably gonna bitch about? It's been a while since we've done the segment. Um, what is she bitching about? Um, the fact that I keep telling her I'm cleaning out the cabinet, and yet every time I go to the liquor store, I come back with one more bottle than I said I would have come back with. Give you an example. I picked up the Midwinter's Night Dram, and also. They had Evan Williams single barrel there, which I haven't had. 
I keep seeing, and I, I don't know if I haven't seen it or it was there, and I was like, shit, I see it. I have to grab it. $26 bottle. Not going to break the bank, but I keep clearing it out, and that's why I'm doing a bottle kill tonight, but I keep adding to it. It's almost like a two sets forward, one set back situation. She's bitching about that. Now, what she's going to be bitching about, and I'm doing a shameless plug for specs here, so if you're in Texas, you got a specs, show up on Black Friday. They are open. They, well, at least mine but I imagine most of them are doing like door buster sales where hopefully you'll be able to get your health, your hands on something allocated and it won't be list specific. So that's where I'll be. And that's probably where I'm, I expect to spend two to $300 and as an early birthday present to myself, just chalk it up to that. What about you? So she wasn't bitching about too much last week. I had to get the long branch because I'm reading the book. And that was $35. Had to. Had to. Because, I mean, it's all right, all right, all right. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I got, I got the port cat or the port barrel finish, which was a, a Black Ridge. That was another $35. So not spending too much. It's not a bad combo if you want to try. And if you're one of those who are just getting into bourbon, I mean, you're talking about trying a special blend there. Oak, mesquite, can't go wrong with that. Not necessarily your Texas whiskey category, but you sure as hell can tie it to it using the mesquite. And if you want to try a port barrel finish, I think that's one to go with. So that was, that was a, if you're trying to change it up, I hope she's bitching big time this week, buddy. Because as we said a couple of times, we ran into a situation this week, and I hope we hit a home run. It's good to know good bourbon people. My buddy Dick here, San Antonio, WB, they are raffling off a bottle of birthday bourbon. That's one of my every year I go, I look for, I hope to get. It's been mixed reviews this year, but it's a good thing because birthday bourbon is, as they say, completely different every year. I've had 2018 and it was phenomenal. I had 2019, eh, not as phenomenal, but still very, very good. And I really, really hope to get my hands on 2020. They just so happen to be raffling it off in my buddy Dick's area. And that's where it comes to know people. He's going to try to get it for me. I will try to return the favor. I'm not going to say how I'm going to do that. But hopefully he grabs that. And hopefully we will be sharing it together when I go pick it up. Dude, we're going to have so much to drink that day. We're going to have to prioritize I guess it's, it's but, it, oh. the list is building. So yeah, that would open the iron route or the Rockfordville Rockford farms. Yes. That's going to be a Rock interesting, interesting day. Um, so that, yeah. What is that? One thirty. That's going to be one thirty. Easy. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I hope she's bitching about that. If she doesn't bitch about that, I'm probably going to drown my sorrows. I will probably buy the most expensive maker's mark I can find to make myself happy. Um, yeah, so we'll see. I hope she has some bitching to do. For sure. Um, all right, I'm going to throw one more at us. We can cut this out or we can keep it. It's uh, Thanksgiving week when we're recording this. That birthday bourbon, we'll have an answer next time we record. If you're taking one bottle to Thanksgiving, and I'm assuming everybody's doing a safe COVID, safe Thanksgiving, isolate, quarantine afterwards if you're doing your thing, 
do you just be safe. But if you're giving someone a recommendation or you're taking one bourbon to share with some friends or family on this uh, beautiful 2020 Thanksgiving, what are you grabbing as you drive out of town? So what am I taking to the table? Yep. Uh, that you can find realistically at the mid to large liquor store. Um, I, I mean, go to man. It's got to be Zazerac Rye. If it's a newbie, they're going to try it and they're going to enjoy it. And they're either going to sip it by itself. If it's somebody who doesn't like whiskey, they're going to pour it in a Coke. And I didn't spend the month. Like, I, I, I'm not going to get offended. I'm not going to be upset. I'm going to definitely be the guy like, dude, just try it by itself. Just try it by itself and see how it feels. But, uh, and I, and I know that's contradicting because if you're going to introduce somebody, you know, somebody asked me, somebody asked me the other day on Facebook, Hey, I'm getting into it. What do I start with? And I gave them my three recommendations. Mm -hmm. I gave them my starter, which was Buffalo trace. I gave them my pick up the heat a little bit and go with early times bottled and bond. And I gave them my, you want something sweet, go with Zazrak Rye. But if I had to show up with one of those, I'm going with Zazrak Rye because of, you know, I can do a lot of things with that. Give it to them straight, make it old fashioned, put it in a Coke. Who gives a shit, right? Right. But if it's somebody, if it's somebody who's like, hey, I'm new to the bourbon game. I want to get into it. I'm not taking that. But shit, it's Thanksgiving. People are going to be eating, watching football, getting drunk. Take a bottle of fucking Zazrak Rye, man. Solid choice. And I think we'd both also agree on probably Buffalo Trace. Um, what about the, you? What are you taking to the table? What are you giving the shitty... <laughs> oh, shit. Never mind. <laughs> what are you going to say? I was going to go, what are you giving the shitty asshole brother-in-law that you can't stand? <laughs> but then it's, I wasn't I wasn't meaning anybody specific. I was just talking Okay, let me... Ref- okay, let me repeat that. What are you taking the shitty relative who, you know, is a freeloader, you know, they just want to drink your alcohol. Maybe you don't want to give them the good stuff. You know, just the guy at the table that you, it's once, twice a year that you have to put up with them. What are you taking them? I'm going to twofold the answer because, you know, I can't be short-winded. What am I taking them? I do. I'm going to take them Emily's bottle and bond because I'll drink it if he doesn't. And it's good. I'm sorry. You I knew that was going to be your answer. I knew it. It's fucking now. 14 bucks. It's 14 bucks, dude. I think it was like $22 for the handle. Um, now, my interesting pick here, because this is a whiskey podcast, whiskey and sports, not just bourbon. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to broaden your horizons a little bit here. Well, we got to do some scotch and other stuff later, but we'll, we'll get into that. Um, Kurt doesn't always like to go back to those days, but I, I'm still a scotch guy. Um, I have that place in my heart. Okay. I'm going to give you a little bit of something different. It's actually what I'm giving both my grandma and my dad as part of their oh so this is gonna happen yeah it's their birth it's their christmas presents rather oh nice um it's something that i got them into a couple years ago and it's occasionally hard to find but when you see it you see 20 bottles um michter's american so what the fuck michter's american no i heard you but how did you just give us the whole scotch holy speech and then you hit us with michter's bourbon oh well i can give you a scotch too well, so, that was what I thought you were going with there. Oh, okay. All right. So I'm going to double no. this. That's like me saying like, man, I'm going to give you, I can, oh, 
we love Western movies. I love Western so much. I mean, Beverly Hills Cop too. They're great. Goodfellas, great movie. <laughs> hey, they both got guns. Jaws, um, fantastic. Where did that come from? People die. Um, I'll actually. All right. So, Mictor's American is a, a well kept secret, in my opinion. It's only like eighty six proof. I think it's eighty six. Um, but it's a good bridge for someone that likes like whiskey, light whiskey, scotch. I think it's got a lot of vanilla notes to it. It's not too aggressive. It's not very alcoholic. Now, my go-to scotch, and this is also what I got my dad and my grandmother into, who are like weirdly the whiskey people in my family, Balvany Doublewood. Oh, I remember my first scotch. Dude, what are you talking about? It's an amazing scotch. It is amazing scotch, but when people talk about scotch, that's that's what they talk about. No, they say Glenfiddich or um, Chivas. Yes, they do. That's what people know scotch as. Got it. All right. Okay. Before we finish up, Dick, I think we should give people a bonus round and we can keep it or we can not. I think we should do a special edition of what's in Coach's Cup. One coach each. One coach each. I give you a coach. You tell me what's in his cup and vice versa. Yes. Off the cuff rift. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Fuck it. What? Is in. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I get to go first. I get to go first. Your your segment. I get to go first. Okay. What is in Will Muschamp's cup? Will Muschamp. Will Muschamp's cup right now is filled with Jefferson's Ocean Voyage. Because Will Muschamp is sailing away. <laughs> He's got a while to relax. He's got a while to reflect. So he's going to take that voyage. <laughs> He's got Jefferson's ocean voyage in his cup. He's got a while to think. He's going to go out to sea. He's going to let that boat rack, rock back and forth. Or he's going to be sitting on his back porch. Either or. Let's pour one out for Will Muschamp. Ocean voyage. That's what's in his cup, baby. He's going to take it out to sea, sail around the Florida panhandle, and right back up into Alabama and go get a GA job at Tus- in Tuscaloosa. Let, let me ask you this, since we're on the topic. what What's the beef, man? What's the beef with old oh, Will? Dude, I mean, let's talk about Will Champ, right? Where did he become the head coach in waiting? UT. Exactly. So fuck him. That's- okay, that's simple. Okay, glad. I'm glad we didn't have to. Okay. Okay. You get okay. two things with me. Either long-winded answers or fuck them. That's, that's what I like the fuck them. I'll take that. Okay. Okay. What is what is in Lane Kiffin's cup? And God, I, I hope there's one answer that I can think of, and I hope you go with it so bad. Happy 23? No. What the why is Lane Kiffin sipping Pappy 23? Because Wayne, Lane Kiffin don't give a fuck. That's exactly why. You know what Lane Kiffin's sipping on? Well, let me, why don't you tell me what you think Lane Kiffin is sipping on? Yeah, because you gave me a shitty answer. <laughs> Lane, you wanna, Kiffin, 
Well, hold on. Before you do that, re-ask me the question because I just get Pappy23 because I was like, oh, this is what he wants to hear? All right, so ask me again. Okay. So what is... And man, I have an answer for this guy and I hope you come up with something just as good. What is in Lane Kiffin's cup? Okay, definitely not who I was expecting you to say. I'm going to say or try to say something bougie yet bougie. not as good as it should be. So you're paying a high dollar amount for the container. Okay, so you probably are not saying what I was hoping to say, but continue. You're probably not. You're playing a high dollar for the container and not so much for the juice. So I'm going to say Old Fitz bottled in bond. Whoa, you are going to piss some people off with that one, buddy. That's what I do. I'm a dick. And the reason the rationale here is Old Fitz bottled in bond because Lane Kiffin thinks he's on the forefront of everything. And yet he's never going to be as good as his dad. He's never going to be as good as the original Old Fitz. And we're getting it's kind of shaped like a butt plug, so he can go oh, fuck himself. My <laughs> God. Oh, we went there. Okay. All right. Can I say what I was hoping you'd say for Lane Kiffin? Sure. Lane Kiffin in his cup. Lane Kiffin is if Crown Peach was a coach. <laughs> He is highly popular and in demand. Nobody knows what for a lot of people that don't know what they're talking about. Uh, He's going to be there. He's going to party with you in Florida for a little bit. And then if he has to go to Mississippi, he's going to be just as good. He's going to be sweet. He's going to stick to an old brand like Crown Royal. Like like Lane Kiffin is family name. Like, for some reason, he's behind the glass case at a couple stores. Lane Giffen is crown peach, baby. Because you know what? You know what? You show up to a party and there's nothing else there. You're going to be drinking you some crown peach. You know what I'm saying? And before you know it, you finish the whole bottle. And two years ago at FAU, he was crown green apple. I don't know. I, 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 I just... That's that's what Lane Kiffin has. I, I love it. I I'm love gonna it. party with him, and that's 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 Lane Kiffin, Crown Peach, baby. I love it. Um, you know, you got me on 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 one thing because they're trying to push Crown Peach like crazy. And this is just me and you talking. You know, 1833, the Texas whiskey. Yeah. Uh-huh. So there's there's they have like cases of it at Specs. They're trying to push it like crazy. Um, now there's, I've never seen it before other than like last week, 1833 single barrel. I kind of want to grab one because it's a single barrel to try it. Okay. This um, goes, this goes back to my theory, young grasshopper. Mm-hmm. If their young shit tasted like shit. 1833 is not horrible. It's just not a lot of flavor. Oh, it's so bad. It's. It's, it's okay. It's okay. Like, okay. Okay. It's, it's not like silver. water. It's not silver star. It's not okay. I almost brought up ancient age ten versus ancient ancient age ten star. So it's not cotton hollow. Okay. 
Yeah, try it. Let me know how it goes. It's not Cooperstown. <clears throat> All right. Well, we are well over the fourth dram. So, coming up in our next episode, do we have a fourth dram and go special for you guys? We have planned a face to face podcast recording. Me, Dick, same household. We're going to shoot the show. We're going to get so shit faced. It's going to be awesome. Uh, can't wait to see you, buddy. I mean, this is this is not just a podcast. This is pandemic aside. We're talking. We haven't been able to hang out in quite a long time. We will be social distancing. We will be wearing our mask. I can't promise how long those masks stay on as the night goes on. But I am so pumped up about this. Dick, do you have any expectations for the day? Uh, that Monday at work is going to suck. Same here. Same <laughs> here, buddy. Okay. Well, we're going to go over that goal line, and I'm going to finish this off with our quote. And since we were talking NBA draft, we're going to talk one of the best to do it. Drammers, in the words of the great Kevin Durant, hard work beats talent when talent doesn't work hard. To the next snap and to the next dram. Drink on, my friends. <laughs> <laughs>